Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Here we are. How's the week going then? Uh, we're here on a Thursday. Ready for the weekend, ahoy. I'm still not sure about this uh, horse racing thing in Doncaster and St. Ledger, uh, the uh, locals call it. Um, yeah, I, I was talking about it on the last podcast. Still not any more excited about going, to be honest. I don't know if it's my thing. Uh, you've got to wear a suit and that, you know. Um, but yeah, that's what I've got coming up this weekend. No live music for me this weekend. Weekend off. Um, but I've got loads on the following weekend. I'm going to see the boys, the cover sets, in Manchester the weekend after. Tommy Smith, um, who we interviewed on the podcast on previous episodes, is uh, going to be there too. So, nice little weekend off music. We see some horses race, chuck some money away, and have a few beers in Doncaster. Um, yeah, we splashed out uh, on the travel over from Sheffield. I'm driving all to Sheffield in the morning, going to a friend's house. Uh, and we're going first class from Doncaster to, from Sheffield to Doncaster. First class. Imagine that. Uh, it's not proper posh, ladies and gentlemen. It was 14 quid. Um, it just sounds posh, doesn't it? So that, I think I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I don't know about the horses. I'm babbling. You don't, you're not bothered about being horses. Uh, well, <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an amazing week here at RGM on the podcast. Uh, on rgm.press, uh, uh, we've had so, much, so many new singles coming out. Festival season has been as gone, uh, and we're having quite a lot of submissions in at the minute on bands that are just cracking on now, getting the releases out, coming up to Christmas. The C word. Um, so, yeah, it's all picking up nicely again for us to... Keep bringing you all the excellent music that's out there in the world. So, as always on the podcast, we like to bring you new people to introduce you to. There's always a story to be told in this grassroots music industry of ours. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we've got a beautiful soul, Kai Undrill, from my hometown, Sheffield. Now, this guy, I think is... I don't think he'd say it himself, but... I feel like he's, like, galvanising a bit of a scene himself over in Sheffield. Uh, a big filmmaker, it's a big passion of his. He's bringing out a new EP soon. Uh, and he's, he's doing a lot of work connecting people within the Sheffield music industry together and doing videos for them and uh, galvanising loads of people that... Uh, talented people and showcasing their work through, the, through, through video and that kind of stuff. A fascinating man really enjoyed speaking to him um, and I'm, I'm just going to enjoy sharing his story with you which is coming up now ladies and gentlemen so as always this podcast is sharing stories within the grassroots music industry and beyond of course uh, so ladies and gentlemen let's crack on with some chat today we have Kai Undrell take it away mate Hello there, Carl Maloney. I'm yeah. good, how are you? Yeah, fine, thanks, mate. Fine, thanks. I keep seeing your name about. I'm from Sheffield originally myself. I don't live there now, so I still keep a close eye on the old place. Yeah, yeah. And I keep seeing yeah. your name all over the place, mate. Tell us all about yourself. 
Well, the reason for that is probably like I kind of do a, alongside the music. There's a lot of like videography mm. as well. And living in Sheffield, everyone around here is a musician, so um, I tend to kind of film a lot of them. Uh, so that's probably why you see it around because yeah. it's kind of like I do a lot of their kind of video work. But um, yeah, I mean, beyond that, kind of beyond kind of video and, and music and what have you, it's not. I mean, video has always been my thing. Music's quite a recent thing, okay. last couple of years, three yeah. years or so. Yeah. But I've been doing film since i was like four running around with the camera so <laughs> ah, okay well you must be talented if everybody wants to work with you i, I do you know what i don't know if it's that maybe i just kind of <laughs> blag myself loads i'm like i'm just kind of getting myself out there and just like yeah. i'll film i do so much kind of like i always say kind of my usp if you like is yeah. um just being flexible with pricing sometimes if if i love the music yeah. enough of who i'm filming i'll i'll just do it free if i've got the time because yeah. i feel like i'm in a advantageous position to yeah. kind of be able to to do that at the moment and it's right. just nice to be able to churn out a lot of a, a decent content for people yeah. and, and attach my name to music that i have respect for you know and there's a lot of that kind of music in sheffield so oh yeah well it, 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 you mentioned there you still feel like you're you're blagging it a little bit i'm 45 <laughs> and still feel like i'm blagging it every fucking day <laughs> does it never go away i don't think it does i honestly don't think it does i, I don't think it. i think once you've got that kind of thing in you you're always yeah. like this i'm like it we are jim if we have a a slow month or something I'm so well that's it it's dead that's it it's gone it's all gone now <laughs> that, that's yeah. it yeah it is that's kind of what it's like uh, in this industry isn't it there's no certainty yeah. on any, anything so it's kind of exciting in a horrible way uh, yeah it kind of keeps you on your toes <laughs> yeah it's like okay no one's approached me yet for anything maybe I should start going out some gig yeah. nights and going do you want any video work yeah <laughs> I've hustling, not got to that yeah. level yet okay. um, right, <laughs> but well, you, you do have to hustle, don't you? When, when like in self-employed work, and you know you're running your own business and you're doing your own thing, you've, there, there are certain points in the month when you think, right, no, it's coming for a few days, right? Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, now, I'm, where I'm do we go? Pay my bills next month. I'm, this is it. We're over. Uh, and no, it's hustle time. And then you change gears, and then then you try yeah, and make yeah, things happen. It's you? nice to get a bit of repeat clientele yes. from. Uh, you know, I work with quite a few different bands in Sheffield now, and then I feel like every few months one of them is always wanting something you know kind yeah. of video wise whether it be behind the scenes of a gig or maybe even a music video i've shot yeah. a couple of them this year for people and um it means there's a bit of that hopefully yeah. a bit of that repeat custom yeah. well let, let's rewind a little bit let's go back yeah. mate so before video was your thing and then more recently music which we'll come on to as well uh what was uh what was life like for you growing up talk us what what little Kai was like before you started to realise that you were into these video, these stupid video and music things that parents think. Um, I was a little, I was a little terror, really. Oh, um, nice. I, nice. I, well, so I didn't go to school growing up. I was kind of taught at home, home educated, homeschooled, however you yeah. want to put it. Okay. Um, so I, I'm always thankful to my parents for that because we had the option, obviously. It wasn't like you're staying at home. It was, yeah. you know, I always had the option for that um, to, to kind of go into more kind of formal education, but, um, no, it, it didn't really stick with me because I, I've always been really kind of like tunnel vision with the kind of things I'm interested in. Yeah. I can do really well at, and I will give my all to, yeah. um, and the things I'm not, I find quite difficult, um, to put my attention to. So they were really great. Mum and dad, it kind of like noticing the interest from an early age, which was film. So like you say before film, what, what was I like? I can't remember. Cause it oh, okay. literally, since I remember I've had like, this little kind of dv tape camcorder you know you push the side and it pops right. out and you can i was running around with that and so they really kind of you know noticed i'd taken an interest yeah. and just completely sort of um 
sort of backed that you know kind of gave me all the support all the love they could with it and and that sort of thing and um music to be fair i say it's a recent thing i kind of only mean sort of writing and approaching it as kind of like um i hate to say a business but you know kind of distributing yeah. and actually getting it out there I, I picked up piano when i was about eight or nine mm. um and that was actually mum and dad's idea they were like you, you should do something else as well <laughs> yeah. so went to um palfreman's music in chesterfield and jim jim palfreman that was my teacher is he's like he's a great just a, a brilliant musician um but just a, an amazing guy great teacher and he was so like good for me, um, really funny, really engaging, but kind of knew how to get through. And um, so I kind of had lessons with him for a few years, and and so yeah. kind of uh, kind of broke off from that, continued playing, started kind of dabbling with writing a little bit, but again, it wasn't serious. So it's kind of been, you know, it's not been a completely new thing. I've always played, but it was. It just seems that I've had these kind of specific interests growing up, filmmaking, and then kind of music. And those have been the ones that kind of st- stuck, if you will. And beyond that, there's not a, a great deal else that I really take loads of interest in, you know. That's my thing. I, I, I get it and I can see it. Um, and the whole homeschooling thing is always, I don't have kids. Um, not just not bothered, not my thing, but uh, <laughs> I've got, I'm too busy. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a big kid. I need looking after myself, and I need to look after myself. <laughs> so I, I find homeschooling fascinating. I, I interviewed Clint Boone, and he homeschools his children, right? Um, and so he he'll he do he touches on history, maths, and he, he covers what he feels is necessary for his kids to learn at that time. Yeah. Um, but the, the 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 passion you see, like what one of his kids now is playing in the Inspiral Carpets with him. Wow. It's taken on the musical thing yeah. and just gone with it. So, so it's you can waste a lot of time learning about stuff you're not asked about, can't you? I think that's probably the main argument, right? Is that like, <laughs> do we need to know half the things we're taught in the classroom yeah. now nowadays? You know, or, or ever, I suppose. Um, I suppose you know, in in a in kind of a, a utopian world, in, in the ideal kind of way that that system would work, would be to kind of, I suppose, kind of have this kind of. Um, really flexible learning path mm. that can adapt to the interests of the of the kids because otherwise if you're flooding people i speak for myself here to be yeah. fair if i'm flooded with information that i'm not really keen on it's it's a burden not a benefit to my yeah. you know um everyone needs you know your basic math and english because you find it everywhere in life you yeah. need it right but i've never needed um to implement chemistry in yeah in my life, maybe beyond relationships, uh, but, <laughs> um, but in terms of kind of mixing bottles, no. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's the main argument for it, right? Is do we need to know half the things that we know? And it's great to hear that he does that because I think you've got to strike while the iron's hot. And if you're able to kind of nurture the interests of, you know, from a young age, yeah. that's the best way to do it. You know, um, yeah. I, I'm glad I picked up the piano earlier rather than later. Mm. You know, I look back and I'm thankful for that. Um, one thing I always regret with music, I, I used to be able to read music and play tenor horn. And <laughs> tenor I, I, horn? I, yeah, when I was 16, a tenor horn is like, it's like a horn thing. I started off a yeah. cornet, played in a brass band, a Woodhouse Prize band in Sheffield. Um, yeah. And got to 16, I kind of fell out with it because it weren't a cool instrument and started to play guitar. So And lost the skill of reading music and uh, being able to, you know, literally just play it, music that I can see in front of me. So yeah. that, that kind of faded yeah. away. So that's like a big regret of mine where, you know, in, in general, I find guitar quite easy because you, yeah. can get, you can get chord books and then you learn the chords and the structures and that kind of stuff. You, you can more quite, accessible. It is, yeah. Yeah. And, and I've, I've yeah. always fancied keyboard, always found that a nightmare. Can't get me around that. Yeah. But the guitar, it kind of <laughs> like, 
it fell my it found me a little bit that's a bit fucking horrible thing to say but, <laughs> but, it, but it, it, it kind of went like yeah, it, it it's was. true though it, your it instrument finds you yeah it's weird isn't it yeah yeah no definitely i'm the other way around i think pianos you know i look at a piano and it makes so much more sense to me uh, than, than than anything else kind of melody wise as well yeah. you know i can i'm sure it's only the same if i could look at a guitar fret and tell you what note that is mm. yeah <laughs> um but you know, because maybe it's the piano is my main thing, but I think it's the ultimate melody maker, the piano, because mm. if you, you know, you can like, it's so visual yeah. um, to, to write melodies on. And for someone that likes really kind of catchy kind of hooks and stuff, it's mm. that's my first portal call is the piano because yeah, nice you can really, really clearly hear it, you know. So growing up in the homeschool environment, is there anything, mm. uh, is there anything that you change about it? Is there any like anything that you look back and you think, mm, I felt like I missed out a little bit there? Um... It's difficult because it's all I've known, right? So I, mm. what a lot of people say when I kind of bring up that I sort of wasn't, that, that I was, that was, you know, home educated is that like, oh, did you have any friends? Yeah. And I can't complain about that because I did. So, you know, I think my parents were quite aware of the fact that if, you know, if the kids aren't in the classroom daily with, yeah. you know, like-minded people, well, not, you know, similar aged people and kind of, uh, you know, building those relationships and, and kind of making friends, then we're going to have to find other means. So yeah. there's loads of groups out there. I think more so now, I think back then there were a lot less people home educated than there are now, but we kind of, they kind of found those groups and then come, we went, went along, um, got to know a load of people from, from that. And, you know, I've still got a couple of mates that I, that I chat to from, from those groups. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel like kind of, I can't, really pinpoint anything i feel i missed out on because i feel that in hindsight i kind of made the most of everything yeah. like and i was just too kind of tunnel vision like i say into kind of doing the things i was interested in that beyond that nothing else really bothered me um you know i was still a little nightmare because i was so tunnel visioned you know <laughs> okay, if there's anything yeah, else outside of what i'm interested in that i'm yeah. asked to do or what have you it's a little bit of a a little bit of a strain. Um, what what, what, but, do, you, what you know, do your parents It's really do? hard to, to kind of answer because it's all I've known, to be fair. Yeah, fair enough. Are your parents creative people? Because I just remember harking back at lockdown when parents automatically had to start homeschooling the kids <laughs> and a lot of them yeah. found it an absolute nightmare, I think it's fair to say. So so your parents, are they kind of like, were they were they growing up that way as well? Are they creative people? Are they, how, how, um, what made them choose I kind of always you? said I get my kind of, music uh you know it's sort of like my i suppose my kind of passion for playing instruments from my dad because he's a lead yeah. guitarist um okay. he's he's really good like he's he's epic okay. uh he's starting to build guitars now as well oh, nice. um he sort of hit his mid 50s and i think he's sort of thinking i want to just kind of get on with some long-term projects and he's nice. built a little workshop and all that kind of stuff so oh. he's like super creative you know i'm not saying my mum isn't but you know, I think she can play recorder, <laughs> okay. um, but do you know what? I'd, I've always said though that you know, whilst I get my love for for playing music from my dad, my a lot of my yeah. taste comes from my mum. She grew up obviously with a lot of Madonna, Blondie, Fleetwood Mac. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, there's a lot of kind of influences that I kind of pinpoint and think ah, that that's. I think probably mum that I get that from. Yeah. Dad got me into Bowie, which was like a oh, obviously David Bowie's a massive influence. Like I. I think that's great. So, yeah, it's kind of like I derive different things from both parents. Um, and, and we're all kind of creative in our own ways. But my dad is really, yeah, he's a legend and he, oh, he's no. super artistic. Yeah. And what, what was the first thing that you can remember filming or making uh, something of? I, I used to get obsessed with things, right? So I used to go through kind of phases of 
I've just been obsessed with certain characters. Like I was obsessed with Cruella Deville when I was about five or six for some reason. Um, uh, so I'm trying to I'm trying to sort of pinpoint that. Like, uh, what what was the question? Sorry, mate. Like, no, okay. uh, what was the first thing? Can you, can you remember the first thing you ever made in film? Yeah, I mean, so I guess off the back of having obsessions, I used to. So I, there was Robin Hood in like the mid mid two thousands, like a TV series. So I'd replicate that. Um, you know, shows I get obsessed with, or Doctor Who was like the one. Uh, I see Doctor Who shows for my my family and stuff, and uh, <laughs> you know, so I'd always be filming that sort of stuff. Um, I do remember my first attempt at like, uh, okay, we've written a script. Yeah. We're going to shoot this this way. This is how it's going to look, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was a film I did with just my mate and my dad helped me write it. And we hired out um, a nearby chapel mm-hmm. to film in. It was like a five minute horror film thing. Terrible. But that was yeah. my, probably my first <laughs> memory of, of really thinking, well, let's try and approach this one properly rather than yeah. just running and gunning and filming whatever and, and making it up as you go along, as fun as that is. Yeah. Um, and I must have been about, yeah, 10, 11 when I did that. So, so did, did, you learn, did, did you learn from your parents all the skills of filmmaking? You know, the, you know, and I'm fucking basic. I can use a phone <laughs> in that. But I mean, like the ISO levels and the apertures and all that stuff. That I learned in college. Stuff. Oh, right. Okay. So, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like I didn't really pay attention to that. Um, yeah. I used to read a lot of film reference books. Um, went on holiday once to a little house in the middle of nowhere, um, and there was a book called Just Cinema, and uh, I ended up uh, nicking that one <laughs> and okay. taking that home with me when I was very little and reading that. But in that book, you know, and this is like a lot of the books I read, you don't really read the technical, you read the kind of, um, mm. well, I, I suppose the historic side of film, you know, the eras and what have you. So I didn't really pay a lot of attention to kind of, you know, your, yeah, your, your F-stop your ISO and what have you, aspect ratios and all that kind of stuff. So when I got to college, that obviously kind of got a lot of the practical side of thing, but the, the technical, I had a lot to learn. Um, but I had great teachers, man. Ebony Pascal, uh, Pascal, Pascal, um, mm-hmm. Ebony Pascal was my teacher, man. And she was, she was just amazing. Yeah. Like um, just full of life and, and, and learning from people. A bit like Jim that I mentioned earlier that taught mm-hmm. me keyboard. When you've got someone like that, that's full of life and passion and, and it's funny as well and can yeah. kind of teach through humor. Um, I've always got on with people like that and always learned the best from people like that. So when I got to college, I had Ebony teaching. I had other good teachers too. Alistair McTaggart was great, Tom Bell. Um, but Ebony sticks out to me as being one that kind of saw something in me, I think, and just really kind of pushed me to kind of yeah. which, do better. Which, you know? coli- which college did you go to? Uh, Chesterfield, Chesterfield oh, College, Chesterfield. where I'm from originally, Chesterfield. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know you're from Chesterfield, but you live in Sheffield now, is that right? I do now, yeah. I live oh, uh, around Park Hill now. It's, oh, uh, nice. Right, nice view. Yeah, nice one, nice one. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, just so so you so you built up your technical skills, and I yeah. can remember doing H and D media at Norton College in Sheffield. Oh right, um, that's where I learn and all them f stops and stuff. I ain't got a clue. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. But um, I kind of learned a lot of like audio. I got I were more focused on like radio and that kind of stuff, and that's still why yeah. I edit stuff and I can. I can edit stuff really quickly. I know what I'm doing on and that kind of stuff. And I've learned, like, kind of self-learned a little bit because I didn't really pay attention at college. I was too busy. Yeah, yeah. Having a, There's a lot having in a that, though, yeah. teaching yourself. Yeah. You kind of find your own way with it, don't you? And find you find, you find out what you're good at. And YouTube's just so good at, you know, if there's any oh. tiny little thing you don't know, just bang on YouTube for 15 minutes and you've got everything there in front of you as well, aren't you? Literally, it's the best teacher. Yeah. yeah. No, definitely, mate. So what kind of what kind of style would you say you are as a 
as a as a as a filmmaker or a, a music video maker? What 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 kind of what's the process for you when an artist comes up to you and said, "I need to make a music video"? Um, first of all, you know what 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 first came to their mind when they when they either wrote the track or when they first listened to the to the master or what have you. You know, so kind of what was their initial idea? Because if you can take that thread and expand on it, then. Mm. Um, you know, you're only going to kind of please your client. Um, so there's that, um, for me, I just listen, obviously, I think everyone will say this, that kind of makes music videos is that like, you just listen to the track a couple of hundred times and then by listen 200, you you can hear it and, and see the video playing out in your head. Um, style wise, I don't know, cause I, I, I love lots of different sort of directors and I can't really say that I, I implement loads of that in, in my music videos, but, um, I think the fact I do a lot of documentary stuff comes through. Uh, Okay. Possibly, I might be right in saying I. You know, it's hard because obviously I, I made the video. Like, take for example, I just shot one for Harry Larkin, the uh, "Get yeah. the Girl Away," yeah. and that was uh, to me. I, I kind of I can I can see my documentary self in that video in terms of kind of the, how fly on the wall it is, mm. um, and I think it adds to the realism. Then, I mean, that video in particular, you know, again, that was the idea. This girl kind of making her way through people at a party. Yeah. Um, was Harry's idea originally and we kind of just expanded on that and made it crazy. But I think the fact we kind of shot it fly on the wall, for example, I think I shoot a lot of things like that. Um, it kind of just puts you in it a little bit more, I think. Mm. And you can still retain the cinematic. I don't believe you can, you know, documentary and, um, you know, cinematic film, if you will, uh, two separate things. You yeah. can, it's all in, it's all in the flow. It's in the feel of how you shoot. It's in how obviously you edit and how you grade and, yeah. um, but I just think given that I do a lot of documentary films, that's probably a lot of my style is that it, it feels quite, I hope natural and fly on the wall. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, you gave me a little preview of it earlier that I had a nosy of. And uh, yeah, I, I love it, mate. It, it, that is the one in it that you're talking about. Um, oh, no, not? I was on about the, that, that one that I'd sent you. That's from um, obviously from this, from this, uh, this EP, but the one oh, that, okay. um, to get the girl away the harry larkin song okay. i think maybe like a few weeks ago she put it out right. um that that's the one we shot in like six hours and it was it was a great day right. um well what what what, what i do love because we've had harry on the show i went to see her when she played the big fuck off main stage at tram lines and she opened yeah. up there on an amazing weekend not this year the year before mm-hmm. she's got a lot of traction behind her old harry hasn't she yeah definitely all, and all for the right reasons because yeah. she's she's lovely yeah um I think most people are, but you know, with Harry, she's, she's very genuine. She's like really, um, she's my kind of human. Yeah. Right. So we work together a lot, but also I consider her to be a really good friend and and a girlfriend, Abby as well. You know, um, they're both just really down to earth sound people. And I think that that comes through when they play live, you know, that openness and that kind of, warmth if you will southern warmth i mean the cornwall aren't they so it, it kind of it's very it's a very gentle sort of thing but the music in, interestingly is kind of quite obviously it's, it's like indie funk isn't it so it's a lot yeah. it's not kind of harder and kind of in your face than than harry as a person um so i love that kind of contrast but i think the very fact that she's so easy to get on with and her networking mm-hmm. skills are great uh, i think that's definitely con- contributed to her success so far yeah, what, what i'm starting to see and it is a little bit from afar i do get over to sheffield quite often but yeah. i don't feel as close to it as what i used to be when i lived there because you know it's impossible uh, <laughs> but, but what i do see because for, for quite a long time I've, I've seen the industry in sheffield just kind of not have a lot going on for 
the last mm. couple of years. But what I'm seeing now is a lot of collaboration between artists and, you know, a friend of mine, Daz Wallander. I always get his surname wrong, old Daz. And I know you've made a video for him too that's coming out. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I, I see Harry working with Sam Shadell a lot. Um, yeah. You know, all, all these artists. You've got a video are, for him too. Yeah, oh, there we go. So, so, so all these artists that are working together, I, I find that mm. really interesting and, and, and like how that's developing as a, um, as a, you know, because we, we, when I were, was in bands and that kind of stuff, we always had the, the Washington to go back to on a Friday and Saturday night. And that's where all the musicians yeah. went. And that's where the, all the cool people went. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's still the case now or if it's a different place, but, um, is there a, is there still that kind of, um, underground friendship there that's everybody's all supportive and, uh, not, yeah, not necessarily I, supportive. I some, sometimes it can be quite, it, it, sometimes it can be not supportive. It, you know, there's people that take piss out of each other and just uh, drive people on by winding people up and that kind of stuff. And, and there's a big friendship circle there. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it, it, is there, is there a, is there a, is there a nice environment around where a people community. collaborate? Yeah. Community. That's, uh, is there a community in Sheffield? That's what I should have said. <laughs> you said all that bollocks. Mate, I was saying this to someone last night. I've, I've been saying it a lot lately just yeah. because it's been on my mind. I think just given the amount I've kind of done this year and, and obviously being in on that and kind of quite active in the, in the yeah. community this year, especially yeah. and last year, but I think things are kind of, picking up i think it's nice i think it's definite that there's a uh there's a community yeah there's a, yeah. a you know i think you'll always like you know you're always going to get snakes in the grass in yeah. any industry especially when it's kind of a a local scene yeah. but that's really rare i find um maybe just because i don't really associate myself with those sorts of people but yeah. I, I i just tend to find that everyone's kind of striving for the same goal right yeah. so why would you why would you not kind of give each other a leg up the way I see it? Right. When sometimes people will say like, yeah, shoot, uh, I come along and film a gig and I do it for like cheap, you know, cause I'd really love the music or something. And I'm like, how can you do this? It's like, well, don't think there's no incentive for me because I genuinely think you'll do something. So if I've shot something for yeah. you, I, that's, and I, I'd like to think it kind of is reciprocated, you know, we're all kind of wanting each other to do well yeah. because it's advantageous for everyone. Um, yeah, so you know, I think it's it, there's a positive there's positive vibes at the moment. Yeah. Is what I'd say, um, and it's really kind of thrilling to be kind of just part of it in a way. It's yeah. hard to kind of say that whilst you're in it, obviously, but um, I, I, I do I'm, love seeing that because I, I was in a big community and then that kind of like fell away. I think people just got older and they packed up the bands and started doing real yeah. jobs and that kind of stuff. When I say real jobs like that, you know what I mean. You, you know what I mean, don't you? The day job. <laughs> yeah, people people's just you know, have lives, children, and all that kind of stuff. And then times change, and then new um, new friendships and communities develop. I, I just like to see the, the the community develop now. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, because I think there has been a bit of a a bit of a it ebbs and flows, doesn't it? And I yeah. think it's only recently that things have felt more alive. Yeah, uh, on the scene. So, so you've got this, uh, you know, amazing career as a video person. Why, yeah. <laughs> why, why, are you, why are you bothering with music yourself then when you've got this going on? How do I have time? Well, no, why are you bothering with music when you've got all, oh. when, you, when you, when you, when you establish as this, the video guy? It's an outlet, right? Yeah. Like, okay. it's, I've always found that, you know, music and film kind of go hand in hand, especially now I do them both kind of, um, alongside each other. Mm. I, for me, it's the cinematic. So when I'm, yeah. you, whenever you're making art, you're trying to evoke a feeling, aren't you? Like, yeah. you know, you're trying to sort of um, get something out of the viewer, out of yeah. the audience. So 
um, yeah, music and film definitely go hand in hand for me because when I'm making a film, I'm obviously thinking there and then as I'm shooting and when I'm editing, I'm thinking what's the feeling I'm evoking here. And with music, it's exactly the same, except with music, it's shorter term because I could write, record, mix, master, release a single within like two months, for example. Mm. Um, That's a lot shorter than doing like a, a fiction feature length movie. Yeah. I get the same buzz out of making quote unquote kind of cinematic music as I do kind of, uh, you know, making something quite, mm. you know, cause I'd, I'd love to do, to do a feature film one day, kind of like fiction. Um, and the buzz I get out of that telling stories, original stories. Um, it's a lot harder to do that in film cause you need the crew, you need the time, what have you. But with music, it's just me writing. Yeah. I'm able to evoke those same feelings. If I'm able to kind of, um, you know, I suppose, uh, scratch the same itch so to speak with music then then that that's why you know it for me it's just my outlet it's another outlet um i don't really have in mind oh i want to be a big singer one day or a big filmmaker one day um i just do what i do you know films kind of takes up a lot of time now because it's it's in demand from musicians Mm. you know video work but music's just something on the side that i I don't know, kind of, it's kind of benchmarks of my life in a way. That's how I like to see it. I can look back on a single I released two years ago and it can mean something to me. And if it means something to other people as well, then great. Cruel question. If you had to pick one of them, which one would you pick? Mm, Film. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Film, because... Because I can still work with uh, can still work with musicians yeah. on films, yeah, get a good composer. Film. You know, they, they go hand in hand. Then yeah. if I pick music, you still shoot a music video for it. You know, it's the hand in hand. If yeah, I had to yeah. pick though, if one didn't exist anymore, I'd have to yeah. go with film, just purely out of uh, respect for my past self, uh, yeah, <laughs> working so hard towards <laughs> kind of making films yeah. and stuff. Um, so I'd have to probably pick that one, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> what what kind of projects are you working at the minute? Is there anything you can you can tell us about any exciting things that you've got coming up that you can talk about yeah no massively uh, yeah i mean so um alongside kind of obviously the, the video work i mean i've just shot, shot some stuff for sham that sam shadell i can't like obviously talk about that because he's he's not kind of announced it or everything but that was yeah. w- that was quite a good day that we had um that I, was last just, week so that's something that i'll be just on sam just to interrupt yeah. you a little bit there i've known sam for it must be nearly 15 years Oh wow! So, so I, I can remember having him on at loads of gigs at Frog and Parrot for many years, and then he, he decided mm. to take a break from music. Um, and now he's, he's he, he he missed it, and he's and he, and he came back into music. And I've never seen anybody as passionate about wanting to. Uh, he works create, hard, right? create like something he's, around him. Now he, he's back, and he's fucking not messing about. He's he, he he's on it. Um, so I just wanted to say a big up for Sam Shadell because he, he's a grafter and his, his, his hard work doesn't go unnoticed. It's, it's, it's mental, isn't it? Yeah. He, he, mate, he's, he's, he's like, you know, he said this actually. He'd, he'd probably agree because like the other week he was like, yeah, this is a, quite a, a new project that I've just mm. picked back up again. Because um, to be fair, when I kind of first got to know Sam, and like a lot of these people, I can't say how we met, like I can't remember. But um, I, went, I remember going back on his YouTube and thinking, oh, there's some really old stuff on here, but mm. there's quite a gap. So it was kind of interesting to see that you can kind of do that, um, yeah. you know, and because and, that's my intention with music is kind of release a load of stuff and then kind of not say anything for a year and then come back with another mm. something, yeah. you know, because um, I've got other outlets. Um, yeah. So it's cool that Sam's kind of picked things up and just smashing it and just literally yeah his his drive man is is great we had a great night at the lead mill um nice. this is a bit of a, a mad story but like the we we're at the lead mill like a couple few months ago i think it was like may he was playing a gig um supporting reverend and the makers oh, yeah. um and i was filming um yeah. 
so we wrapped and we were kind of upstairs in the lead mill and back to the whole kind of community thing, the Sheffield community and, and, and everything. We were kind of up there. And um, I mean, it's Reverend of the Makers. Everyone was there. You know, yeah. it was it was just really crazy. We were in this really iconic venue. Me, Sam, Harry was there. Um, Richard Hawley was there. Um, yeah. Nick Banks from Pulp. You know, there was some really crazy faces. And I was mm. just thinking, well, this is mad. <laughs> and uh, I kind of look over to Sam and think, well done. This is a really good <laughs> yeah. gig. This is amazing. Yeah. And it's the first of many. I know it. No, I know, and yeah, I can. I know. I, I, I can't, I'm not. I'm not speaking for Sam, but I think life got in the way a little bit, and then he, 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 that urge just, you know, just grabbed him again. And I, I don't I just, think you can I just, get rid of the itch, right? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that, that, it's why I keep pissing about with like, talking to music people, and that I can't let it go. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not in a band anymore, but I've created. I've ended up with RGM, and it just happens. Don't ever let it? go of that car. Yeah, no, I'm not, mate. I'm telling you, but I love it. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're, sorry, I interrupted you a little bit there. You were just talking about projects you've got coming up. Yeah, you know, certainly. Yeah, so um, literally just announced EP. Like, you know, nice, this yeah. is something that is really this is this is a, a debut, if you will, debut EP. Oh, yeah. um, I've like, I think singles wise, what I've put out now, like like four, something like the five. Yeah. I've kind of taken a couple of them down because I've been trying to sort of rebrand uh, over the last year and just okay. sort of put out exactly what I want ahead of this. Um, but yeah, I feel like my volume has been pretty low in terms of sort of output, right? You know, kind of music. Mm. But again, I'm kind of at peace with that because these things, again, I've got other outlets and when a song comes along, that's great. Yeah. Chris Martin says it best, right? I was watching an interview the other day. You have to like... The, the songs are always there. You've got to find them. Mm. And I love doing it. I love thinking about it that way. And it, cause if I get yeah. that, it, it feels like, you know, you sit down at, for me, I sit down at the keyboard, jingle along 95% of the time, 98% of the time, nothing. It's like, I've written 80 mm. songs this year. A lot of mm. them are just ideas. A lot of them are, are, are really rough, yeah. but, um, I wrote, started writing on the, on Christmas Eve last year and it came out with the game, which is track one on, on this EP, mm. what is now track one. And um, then what followed over the next few months was a lot of writing and in and amongst that a handful of songs that I thought, well, like this should just be an EP. Like they all fit hand in hand with each other. They all follow the same themes. I think that I've always explored, but kind of more so and more thematically in this EP, Uh, you know, kind of that, what I call kind of new age anxiety, you know, sort of like um, this, I guess, desperation for something more wanting to be someone, Mm. um, but feeling a bit lost with it identity wise and, so I, I kind of found all these songs that seem to tell that story. I think oh, that's great. You know, five mm-hmm. tracks that that are a handful that that kind of um, hopefully sum up sort of my. Again, it's like a benchmark of my life. So you know, it yeah. hopefully will sum up this year for me when I look back on it. Um, but it's been it's been a bit of a grind. You know, kind of getting them all ready, getting them sorted. Mm-hmm. I I work with a guy called Daniel Svetlov who is um, in Greece, um, and he mixes the, the songs uh, and masters them as well. To be fair. Um, and just does an epic job because he really gets me. Yeah. So I worked with Will Stocks yeah. um, last year, who's a, a really good mix and engineer at Dino for another single. And yeah, it was yeah, great I because well. it's a different sound when you work with a different producer, I think, uh, I've always found anyway. I've had him when he were in Gramercy Park. I, I, I've had him on before. Um, oh, well, yeah. When he was in his band like, and stuff, amazing. I've him yeah, um, he's, he's really yeah, working with him is, is an absolute dream, especially in that studio, because it, it's quite unknown, I think. You know, they mm. kind of keep it under their hats yeah. um, and really kind of work with the people they want to work with in there. And um, and I sort of got to know them quite well. Mm. And again, back to the single, you know, that, that was the first time I kind of worked with another producer on something outside of Daniel. 
So when I kind of started writing the EP, I was like, I kind of want to go back to Daniel now just to see if I can <laughs> recapture that sound from like yeah. two years ago. Cause he just seems to really get it. Will does too, but you know, there's something about Daniel that, that I kind of just wanted his sound in a way. He will disagree and say, I don't, I don't have a sound, <laughs> okay. but I call it, his name's Daniel Svetloff. I call it Svetlofferizing it. Okay. If I, cause he, he does, um, kind of like really grimy kind of rap and stuff. Mm. Uh, uh, like he puts his own music out as well. And I can hear an influence in his kind of mixing and his sound design. Um, so it was really good to have him back on board, um, because he's just smashed it with kind of bringing these songs to life, if you will. Um, and now it's all kind of together and, and due out in like, what, like a month or something like it's pretty crazy because I never thought I'd have an EP. Well, you're a lot of work. You're a busy lad. How how do you find time for you? What do you do away from it? Just to have a break or don't you? Hmm. (laughs) That's a good one. I don't know because I don't really have. Yeah. I don't know. Downtime's important, like mm. they say, but my downtime, I've always kind of, I've got better at not burning the candle at both ends somehow, but yeah. I'm kind of busier than ever, which is a weird combo. Yeah. So a lot of times in college where I get really stressed out, you know, kind of like I've got too much armor, yeah. kind of crazy, but now it's kind of, I'm busier than ever, but I seem to have found a balance um, with things. So mm. I don't necessarily make time for myself. Um I'm, I'm, I like I like my own company anyway. I'm not kind of a solitary person, but you know, if I've had a big day and I get home, I kind of just want to sit down and make music anyway. As an yeah. again, as an outlet, as a as a soother, um, less so with film actually. I think because I do that more, and it's 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 a job and not it's a pleasure. But it, yeah. music is just pleasure. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just get home, and that's my way of of kind of of downtime. So and a lot of people, I say this to people, and they're like. <laughs> Can you just like get home, have a nice meal, stick a movie on, go to bed? It's like, no, because no, I'm going to be laying there. Like literally, I try and go to sleep. <laughs> like the other night I was trying to go to sleep. My phone's next to me as it usually is. Yeah. And um, I'm like, that's a good melody. So you've got to get the, the voice memo up. Or, or I think that's a good little plot. Like, you know, I've got so many like film plots on my, on my phone back to wanting to make a feature film that like, <laughs> It's, it's constant for me. It's hard yeah. to have downtime, but I, I think costs the things I do for my downtime are to some considered work, but to me, pleasure. Yeah. I think it, I don't know, it strikes the balance well for me. You never switch off as a creative, do you? Like, I can only speak for myself here as well. Like when my, my idea of downtime is having the telly on it background, but I've still got my laptop working on RGM emails. So I'm never, never really switched exactly off. And, and I get hammered off the missus all the time for it. Cause, cause I've, <laughs> I've never got a clue what's going on on a television program. So I'm never yeah. like, I'm never like really enjoying television really. It's just on and I can just see things happen at certain bits. You've got to have the really background know. noise though, whilst you're doing your app. Yeah. I just, I, I just, yeah. Like even in films, I just, I, I, my attention spans not great because I'm, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm always thinking of, you know, it's something to do with the site that I need to improve. I've had this email that I need to have a think about. There's always something in there that, that, that's there, which is, yeah. which is kind of like, it, I don't know, it keeps me alive in, at this ripe old age of mine. It keep, <laughs> it keep, it, it's all right. You know, you, you learn to, de- you learn to deal with that, I suppose, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, I, it's 24 I, I get, hours, this industry, isn't it? You know what I mean? But you, you, you kind of, you find your own way to deal with it, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I I totally 
resonate with that. It keeps you alive. I well, definitely particularly when, I think, you, when you're dealing with a lot of bands, they'll email you at two in the morning with, with about yeah. <laughs> so there's always not, not like, that you're going to reply, idea, but mate, or listen to this or yeah. And I and I'm the imagine. same when I get an email because I get up early just to get stuff out of the way and like emails. I'm sending emails to people at half six in the morning. I'm just like, oh my god, just to, yeah. just to, just to, so I've organized before i start the rest of my day you know what i mean so i'm just like yeah. you're living a life on three hours sleep there carl i'm not <laughs> I, I, no i don't I, well i'm definitely not emailing well what what do i do what do i oh i definitely sleep more than that i do all right yeah sleep. i do all right yeah. sleep I, I, just, I, I try and get good up, sleep but when hard. i'm up i'm working it's all right it's it? not bad i get probably set, set six or seven hours a night but if i get less i'm fine it's it's whatever well, when I, i'm awake i'm awake and i can get going well i always remind myself i'm not working down the pit so it's not that bad, is it? There is that. I mean, that's always a benchmark. <laughs> like, you know, well, at least we're not working down the pit or, yeah. you know, like, yeah, at least we're not coming home covered in soot. Yeah, we're, and, we're, we're, um, just, having, we're just having fun speaking to musicians yeah. and filming stuff. You know, it's not like it's graft, is it really? Or is it graft? It, it's graft, but it's uh, the most <laughs> pleasurable kind. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice, nice. You don't feel it? Yeah, well, on that it's note, mate, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you, Kai, mate. Is there anything else right. you want to share with the people that are about to click on the link below in the description oh. of this podcast that's going to divert them towards your music and your filming stuff? Is there Certainly. Anything just, to them? just really that, like, you know, it's it's my first EP. I just want yeah. people to kind of listen to it and see yeah. if they get invested. Um, mm. There's a lot of uh, good themes in there that I think people can kind of relate to, but yeah. it's all told in quite a, a darkly humorous way. Yeah. Um, and I just think, I hope that kind of gets through to people, you know, yeah. it's, it's out on Friday the 13th of October, an apt day for an EP called Full yeah. Fat Fear. Um, <laughs> so, you know, just kind of delve in, let me know, drop me a message, what's your favourite track? But um, literally, I just, that's all I've got to say about it, really. I've, I've had a great chat with you, and I yeah. just want people to kind of go out there and yeah. uh, have a listen or watch some of the things I've done and hit me up if you want to collab. Yeah, <laughs> well, definitely if you need well, any video work, yeah. I'm your man. There we go, there we go. Well, I've really enjoyed getting to know you, Kai. Uh, I can and see you. that you're a, you're a valuable cog in the community of Sheffield, uh, in the creative part of Sheffield. Uh, and thank you for, you know, being there and supporting these artists as well, because it's been needed for a long time, but it's Sheffield's needed you. <laughs> Mate, that, that's lovely to hear. Like, we're all in the same boat with it. Like, oh, again everyone's driving for the same goal it's a pleasure for me like i say so yeah. working with people in the community is just again what keeps me alive it's it's socializing but it's it's more than that it's it's building real kind of bonds and, and kind of hopefully putting out qualitative work yeah. you know um that gives a little bit of a of a sheen of value if you will um production quality yeah. so it's a pleasure and it's it's been it's been lovely getting to know you as well, mate. Because you uh, you're you too, someone mate. I see. Obviously, I see your name around everywhere as well. Like you know, with RGM, I've yeah. been excited to do this. So it's um it's been amazing just to kind of chat to you about the community and and that side of stuff. It's, nice, isn't it? I think it's important we do. I'm just raising awareness it. of it as well, and and just having a normal conversations rather than somebody just having a quick soundbite on the on the news yeah. that you know. No. The, the, the way, is not the way, my middle name. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no I, I, it, it, the the media industry is changing so much, and short sound bites and how yeah. local radio uh, are prevent people saying what they want and restrictions in the media and that kind of stuff. The the media industry is changing. We can talk about this another day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can have, yeah. we can have another hour to. on that. Can't I, we? Yeah, this is why to, this works. Too. I like this yeah. because we can just chat, mate. Yeah, there's no, and, yeah. and that's what's that's that's what's great because you're right like it's very yeah. commercialized isn't it like all radio usually yeah. but this kind of long form conversational yeah. thing is um it's the kind of thing again i i have on just to kind of uh yeah you know, me too um, 
good ideas and and, and soothe um it's been great yeah well you, you i know you've got a busy day mate um so i'll let you crack on and yeah thanks for your time mate brilliant Ta. thank you for your <laughs> thank you for yours Carl. oh thanks kai yeah keep a look out on the socials uh, his new ep is out soon there's a link in the description of the podcast as always uh, to his projects and tunes and all that kind of stuff um, keep doing all the good work that you're doing supporting the Sheffield music scene, mate. Uh, just for me over here in Manchester, looking back on my old town, uh, you're doing a grand job, and I'm sure it's very much appreciated by a lot of people over there. Nice one. So, as always, you can watch the video version of this podcast over on our YouTube channel. That's growing nicely. We've been putting a few socials out about that. Over 150,000 views. That's not too bad for our little shabby little show, is it? Um, yeah, put followers, sharers, tell, tell your friends. We're committed to this thing. Yeah, stay tuned to rgm.press as well. There's uh, some great things coming your way. As always, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass either, it's true. Oh, um, yeah. Um, no, I thought he had something to say then and I didn't. No, that's me. That's me done, I think. <laughs> Right, as soon as I start babbling, I know it's time to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for a new podcast. I wish you all the best for the weekend, ahoy. Wish me good luck at the horses. And I'll be back soon for a lovely, lovely show. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been Carl Maloney. I'm babbling. Toodaloo. Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe. Tell a friend about our show. And thank you for your support. And we'll see you next week.